It's the Bristol Bath Lifting Club, and today's episode, Harry Spotter and the Gym of Idiots. It's kind of like Harry Potter, except not nearly as magical. I've only ever used that title of like a Harry Potter spin-off a few times, and it's usually when I'm angry, and I'm like, right. Harry Potter and the audacity of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we talking about magic? Are we talking about gym? Are we talking about spotters? What what What's this episode about? Because I could share a spotting story. This episode is about gym trash, gym garbage, and what we should be doing in the gym, as opposed to wasting our time in the gym. So two different things? Mm, yes. So gym trash would be the people that are trashy? No, no. The oh, workouts are trashy. I thought you were talking about the basic bitches that train in the gym. <laughs> That's a separate podcast, I think. Oh, okay, right. Okay, we'll do another podcast all about... Gym trash. <laughs> it's like trainer trash, but at the gym. Maybe that'll be a Patreon only. <laughs> <laughs> there are some trashy people about that aren't there i mean yeah especially in like <laughs> the area we are at yeah <laughs> you were literally gonna say almost spoiled the it brand then weren't you yeah the yeah. brand mm. okay right so where are we starting with this bad bad things that you see in the gym we've covered dave before yep we've covered the children the nitwits Yep. That kind of thing. Is there anyone, a type of person or an individual demographic, doesn't really matter, that you dislike, that you find annoying in the gym or that could potentially be dangerous or off-putting? I'll tell you what grinds my gears. And to be honest, it doesn't really affect me, so I don't know why it annoys me so much. Probably because I'm more into, like, strength. Yeah. It's the functional people. The people who try to be functional in the gym. But, but being strong is a function. It is exactly. functional. I've said it before. If you want to be functional, get really fucking strong. Not and, what we're and about to And maintain about. flexibility and other such things. Yeah. So that's really what function, functional strength and stuff is all about. Some of the best sorts of people that want to do functional stuff would be like people like their yoga and their mobility, flexibility work. But like weighted stretches do a bulgarian split squat and tell me that that doesn't stretch you you know and yeah. improve your mobility and improve your strength and everything like that yep yeah i think it just comes down to nitwits that don't know what they're doing yeah there's the same old thing these guys and girls you're into that sort of functional and training and those in between remember and those in between let's yep. um we'll be liberal here we need <laughs> to be inclusive we are we are it's not just the binary type genders that yeah. are stupid in the gym. I'm sure there are some non-binaries and other such. I mean, it's people. everyone, isn't it? It's everyone, everyone but us. Everyone but us. <laughs> but um, yeah, so these sort of people, I see them all the time, kind of like balancing on the BOSU ball, doing weird exercises, maybe trying to press some dumbbells whilst balancing. I don't know. It's, in my opinion, I think it's a total waste of time. Because break up those attributes instead. If you want to work on your balance, do something else for balance. Go and train a martial art or something. But for strength, try and lift weights on an unstable surface, I think it's just ridiculous. One, you're never going to be able to progress that much. Two, you're never going to be able to lift that much. So isolate it. Train strength for strength. Train balance by doing something else. Stop trying to mix the two. 
Yeah, even if you find people that are doing decent movements that will get them somewhere, asking those people, why are you doing that? And what does that exercise actually do? A lot of people still can't answer that. The people that give the worst answers often are these kind of, I suppose, what you'd say functional fitness people. So the people that are going a little bit crazy, at least if they're doing some sort of like an overhead press or something, they kind of know, well, it's going to help with shoulder and stuff like that. They kind of know because they feel it. Whereas I don't know if you feel a lot of these sorts of things. You feel the burn of trying to keep your arms in a star jump position (laughs) that doesn't mean that's actually going to do anything does it yeah and another thing i've noticed is uh, a lot of these people who do these sort of exercises they either tend to look the same all year round not making much improvement or they don't progress performance wise so it's kind of like what are you achieving in the gym Um, And yeah, like you said, a lot of them will not be able to tell you because they generally don't know. Maybe they've seen it online. Some sort of functional fitness guru is prescribed in this weird sort of workout. I'm not sure. What's been your experience? Have you spoken to anyone about it? Um, Not really. I'm not one of those people that tend to rock up to people and say you're doing that wrong or you're there's probably a more optimal way of doing that kind of thing i tend to reserve that to for clients and stuff like that because i think it can be a bit rude people don't necessarily take it the right way i have maybe said when i'm teaching a client a purposefully a little bit too loudly certain things like there's a man that likes to do Uh, barbell rows which is in the bodybuilder style and he's been at the same weight for ages and he steals my wrist straps all the time i know who it is you know and i thought ah he's on the mat he done his barbell rows so i went and got one of my good clients chloe Mm -hmm. who's very very good and knows uh pendelay rows and barbell rows she's done all of the different types now um and I said, so tell me why the Pendelay row is so much better than that fluff and pump bullshit that you see people do with regards to cheating it, not on, you know, not pulling from the ground and such. And then I could he- see his his head looked around and it, his ears tweaked up. I wasn't looking at him at the time, mm. but I know that he knew that I was doing double speak. And I hope he learned something from it because we went into good detail. She told me, you know, the details with regards to the pendulum route or the muscles in the back that it works. The fact that when you're pulling from the ground, you're always pulling from the same position. You can't really cheat it in the traditional sense of I'm just going to stand up now and it's going to be an upright row like some people do. It's all very, very consistent. Mm. And you know when you're cheating it. When you're cheating it, you have to do the exercise differently. Mm -hmm. You can't kid yourself into saying that, oh, no, I'm not really cheating this. Yeah, um, a lot of body English. Yeah, exactly. And it is a different movement because it tends to be more of a double movement. It's like two rows rolled into one. You do the initial pull and then you pull yourself towards the bar. Or is that, that's normally how I do it. And you can feel your back light up on both of those. So you've got literally like two pulls in one exercise. Yeah. Rep, technically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll say and I'll do things like that. I will take the piss out of people that I know if I feel like it's our thing that we do. So like if Jake, for example, was to do something, then I would say something sometimes just for the sake of winding him up. Yeah. But that's not really what I would do with a client and it's definitely not something I would do with other people. There is one thing that really fucks me off. Now, 
let's be fair, there's multiple things. <laughs> there's one thing which I bite my tongue at, and that is that lovely shitty piece of foam that people put and wrap around the barbell for hip thrusts, which is good because that's what it's intended for. But when people then put it on the barbell to do squats, that really fucks me off. It yeah. really fucks me off. <laughs> I want to go and I want to rip it off the bar and throw it away. Yeah. Um, Why does it annoy you so much? Because they always hold the bar in the wrong place. Yeah, that's the problem. Isn't that's it? the thing. They're putting that stupid piece of foam mm-hmm. because their neck hurts. Because they're li- And I watch them do it. I can see that they're doing it. They're holding it on their neck. And it doesn't matter whether you use that stupid piece of foam or not. It's still going to hurt your neck eventually Yeah. as the weight goes up and stuff. I suppose they have got a blessing in disguise in that they're never capable of putting more weight on the bar. They've also got they've got the wrong setup. It I mean, really fucks me if off. If it's though. fallen onto their neck, then mm. either the bar placement is too high or there's a bit of a hip shift going down at the bottom so the bar's rolling forward. They don't go down yeah. far enough to, to use their hips, I'm afraid, Marcus. Yeah. It's more it's, just like a nod. Yeah, so it's just wrong in, ten, in yeah, general. Yeah, it's just it? wrong in general, but, you know. But going back to that guy, because this is really interesting. What, right? Dave? No, the uh, the guy who steals your straps. Oh, right. <laughs> we need to think rows. of a name for him. Charlie. Strapless. Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown, the strapless yeah. one. <laughs> so the strapless one, um, he came to me in the gym because he wasn't making many gains. He was Really? That surprises me. He was stuck in novice purgatory. Oh. And he came to me and I had a look at his routine and it was a six day a week body part split. Loads oh, of fluff exercises. Yeah. And I said, kind of like, my idea of strength standards. And he was like, he was shook of, he was like, whoa, that's really high. When we know that for the beginners to intermediate standard, it's not that high. Strength standards is a standard. So a standard everyone should technically meet unless they have, you know, yeah, so some it's, sort of so medical conditions or whatever. Yeah. This, this guy's been training for years and years and years, over 10 years. And he hasn't hit 100 kilo bench press, 140 squat, 180 deadlift, 60 kilo overhead press. And essentially, it's just been doing loads of fluff and pump training. Yeah. Anyway, so I had a look at his routine and I sat him down and we, we talked for a while about full body training. And eventually, I got him onto a full body workout. Mm. Anyway, long story short, he was making a lot of progress. I got him on a basic like linear progression sort of routine just to kind of build that strength base. We cut out loads of fluffy exercises like chest flies and pec deck oh, and all that God, sort of stuff. Yeah. Cut, cut all that out. Just focus on the big lifts. And a few isolation movements to correct imbalances. Anyway, I check in with him like a month later and he's made a lot of progress. I'm like, fantastic. That's amazing. Keep going. Another month goes by. I see him doing pec deck and stuff again. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. He was like, oh, the, the routine was too hard. So I've gone back to my old routine. The routine was too hard. <laughs> yep. And then lo and behold, he's made no more progress and he's back in novice purgatory again. So yeah, a little bit of background on that guy. So... He was doing barbell rows. I had barbell rows in his program. Um, not sure what's happened with his program. <laughs> I, not sure what's happened with his progression, but uh, yeah, there we go. It's not great. The strapless one. The, the strapless one. The strapless wonder. Yeah. Wondering why am I not making progress going back to the old routine where yeah. I wasn't making progress. But no. We talked about it for ages. We talked about frequency, volume, intensity, building the strength base. You know, basic strength standards, in his mind, that seemed ridiculous when they're mm. not. It's just because he's so used to lifting little weights because of his programming. 
that he just wasn't couldn't get around his head what it means to be an intermediate natural lifter mm. it seemed really high but for people who've been training for a while it's really not that high mm. and then he he thought he had to do all these different movements for every single muscle group um, because the muscle is obviously capable of different movements yeah. so he thought they all had to be trained yeah of course yeah and then i finally got it through to him that they don't have to be trained um and yeah, he was making a ton of progress and then reverted. And I kind of feel for him because I did the same thing. With my background, I got my first powerlifting coach and he put me on a full body routine. Mm. And looking back at the routine now, it was solid. It was a daily undulating periodized routine. Mm. So working in different volumes and intensities throughout the week. It was every other day. It was fantastic. But stupid bodybuilder mindset Mark was looking at this thinking, where's the pec deck? Where's the side raises? Where's yeah. the bicep curls? Yeah. And I remember putting all that stuff into the routine that he made and it was overkill and I wasn't recovering in between my sessions and I was like, oh, full body shit. And then I went back to body part splits and didn't make progress for another like three years or so. So um, why is it though that, because there's things like, you know, you could buy a book, you could buy Starting Strength, which is um, Ripto's book. You know, yeah. that comes with basics, you know, a start and strength, big five, all of that kind of thing, big emphasis on that. There's a lot of programs and stuff like that. All of the ones that make it really big mm. are not strength specific programs. They are the, oh, right, well, we need to do a lateral raise with the dumbbells. Yeah. And then we need to go and do the cable one immediately afterwards. Yeah. And then we need to do various other things like all in one, one day, yep. shoulder day, yep. right? Why is that still persisting? Is it because some people actually have said that coaches don't like to give away their programs because that's where they make their most money? Yeah, it could be. Is it because of that to a certain extent that, oh, you need to hire a coach and then you get the good stuff? Or what? I don't know. It's hard to say because you get a lot of different sort of like meta-analysis as well. Like they're saying now you can do any split you want as long as the volume is equated. But I don't know how true that is. I disagree with it. Yeah, because I had, I had nothing but bad results from body part splits, mm. even when the volume was equated. But when I switched to a higher frequency program, focusing on the big bang for your butt movements, yeah. I saw a ton of progress. So I'm not sure how true that is. Look. I've looked at loads of studies and I continue to look at them. You've got to take them with a pinch of salt. I think, and I'll go out and stick my neck above the parapet here. I'm sure the exercise scientists will come for me. Come, come a lot you. of exercise science and studies are really fucking shit. They are so poorly designed with regards to logic. Like, it is really unbelievable. And then people just get the snapshots, the summaries. Like, oh, on the lap pull down, this attachment is better than that attachment because this study said so. I was reading, uh, there was three studies all done on lap pull down, right? Because I dislike the lap pull down, although I put it in people's programs and I use it myself. I, I dislike it. It doesn't ever feel functional. Um, but it was about, oh, let's do a study on the lap pull down to see which, what, 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 what would be better? Should I do it in wide? Should I do it pronated? Should I do it narrow? Let's, let's equate all of these. Or let's compare it to the low row as well. Blah, 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 blah. So there's these various different studies. And they didn't think or start with, for some reason, what do we already think that we know about it? So they, they, they did the comparison between the lap pull down and the low row for lat growth. Mm. But they used the same weight for both of them. Mm. Now I'm not an exercise scientist, but I've trained enough people to know 
that people tend to be able to let pull down a lot heavier weight than the low rail. So if you're all of a sudden using, I don't know, 50 kilos or something on a low rail, and then you're doing 50 kilos on a lap pull down for another group, one group is all, all automatically training heavier because it doesn't equate. It's literally like saying, well, let's compare, you know, the overhead press with lateral raises. And what we'll do is because with the lateral raises, people can only really do it with about five kilos. We'll do a five kilo lateral raise and we'll compare it to the five kilo overhead press. The overhead press hasn't done very well. Why is that? Mm. It's almost like they've not done anything at all. It's like, actually think about this. This is exercise scientists for you. Right, right. Like that is an actual study. It's like, I'm a personal trainer. I'm not that smart. I'm a fucking glorified PE teacher for adults. I'm smart (laughs) enough to know don't work with children. But you know, I haven't got a proper job. I just tell people to lift heavier and count reps for a living, you know? That's it. But at least I know the difference between that. But they didn't think about anything like that. It's like, why would you not think about that in a study? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. I mean, I can only talk about my own experience with body part splits versus full body. And I made a ton of progress on full body. I'm not sure why body part splits are still prevalent. Maybe there's still quite a big roided bodybuilding culture surrounded in the gym ethos still um which people kind of fall prey to but you know there there are a lot of very good lifters who are natural who have made like a name for themselves who follow these sort of like upper lower full body sort of routines and have kind of moved away from from body part splits and maybe maybe that will become more popular. But I feel like as a whole, we've we've really overcomplicated this shit. Let's just go back to the bronze era of bodybuilding. What were they doing with their barbells and dumbbells? Oh, they didn't even have barbells, did they? <laughs> bronze good. era, that's like proper back in the day. That one, the sort of, bar- if you saw a bronze era barbell, you wouldn't recognize it as a barbell. You thought it was something out the circus. Yeah, yeah. That's like proper. But like you look at the old school bodybuilders, it was all like full body, free weights, get strong to get big. And these guys didn't just look aesthetic; they could um, walk the walk as well. They're, like they were they were big and strong. Nowadays, we do a plank, and we think doing a plank for a minute is hardcore. Yeah. In that era, there were actual people that would do a plank, put a piece of board on their back, and have someone on a horse walk over the top of it. That is the difference between <laughs> training nowadays versus training back then, and that would have been a strength standard okay. and a really cool thing. But um, I think personally where it comes from... Oh, do we have a question? (laughs) (laughs) One of our subscribers is tuning in. (laughs) One of our subscribers says, stop beating on the body part splits. I'm a beginner and it worked wonderful for me. What's your answer to that? Well, it comes down to many different things. No, no. It comes down to one thing and there's one word there. Beginner. Also, genetics are quite popular. Okay, popular. And what am I even saying? So I'm distracted. You're so, distracted. <laughs> we'll cut that bit out. Anyway, so genetics. I'm um, so leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, people have really good genetics. They can do whatever they want. Also, comes down to exercise selection. Like, if you put me on a body part split, I would make really good progress. And I spoke about this on my Instagram the other day. And it's because one, I would have good exercise selection. Mm. Two, I would be working my ass off 
and have like a dedicated progression scheme. And three, I'll be pushing all my sets close to failure. So even if you put me on that sort of split, I would still make a lot of progress. Um, but yeah, if you're a beginner, you can do whatever you want and you're gonna make gains. In that first year, um, it's not optimal, but you will make gains because it's all novelty stimulus to your body. But as you get more advanced, you probably might need to pull away from splits. Mm. Otherwise you're gonna, you know, end up in novice purgatory. So it is true as a beginner, you can pretty much get away with doing anything as long as you're, it's difficult. So even these people that download the push up and, and pull up and sit up apps, they get some gains and stuff for a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, and then it kind of plateaus. The, the thing is beginner. So what a beginner back in the day would have done as compared to now, back in the day, you would have either been training for a sport, in which case it would be sport-specific coaching and stuff like that. There would be a, a whole initiation. You'd be part of a team or training to be part of a team. So you'd have someone guiding you. Or you were going to a gym and in the gym, everyone there, because it, it was a very niche thing. You mm. know, it's not like it is nowadays. There was no... Um, you know, strap stealers in the gym back in the day and Dave's and such. There are plenty of Dave's, but not nowadays type of Dave, right? Or Sheila's and such. Um, but nowadays the beginner looks at social media and stuff like that. And what you tend to find is the people that people, others look up to, beginners and stuff like that, Arnold Schwarzeneggers of the world, that kind of thing. These are normally quite advanced people. A lot of them are on gear anyway, so let's be fair. They could do whatever the fuck they want. They'll still grow. Yep. But also, they're in advanced standard from the perspective that body parts that they would take literally all day to probably go through and get enough volume and stuff for their whole body. So really really focusing on a imperfection or a weakness or something like that mm. would potentially mean that a body part split would work quite well for them the problem is is that other people see them doing that yeah and they just try to copy it i think you're right because one of the reasons we spoke about this before why four body is so good is because it gives people multiple touches with the big compounds throughout the week so mm. you'll be benching like two to three times per week as opposed to on a split you do it once a week um, so you get more touches, you get more practice, you get more chances to add weight to the bar and you get yeah. more growth windows. As you get stronger, full body can become a hindrance because you've got to do all the warm-ups for each exercise. And if you're really fucking strong, it's going to take forever to warm up on the squat and get that done, warm up on the overhead press and get that done, mm. do the barbell rowing and then get that done. And it can take a bit of time. So in that regards, splits can be good. Okay, Body part splits can work when you're super advanced. Also, if you take someone who's like a very strong bench presser, for example, the weights they are using, their body might need a whole week to recover from that, like the mm. joints and the overall systemic stress. They might need a whole week to recover. Whereas if your bench isn't very strong, yeah, you could probably get away with benching every other day. So it might get to a point where you might need to pull away from full body or shorten your full body workouts. Um, but for the most part, full body for beginners like unless you're benching over 140, um, same with the row, squatting over 180, deadlifting over 220, even then I would say you can still get away with doing full body. But when you start getting strong over those sort of standards, then you might need to split it a bit more. But for the most part, full body for beginners is a very, very good way to go. So I made a, for myself, an 
upper lower full body hybrid program not just because it sounds cool but mainly to get over one thing which was my squatting so i needed to dedicate a entire session to squatting Mm. otherwise i was just going to be chicken shit and say oh well i'm (laughs) tired on this i'm tired on that i can't get to if i had one specific day where all i do is to do squatting yeah and squat variations then that means that i can't convince you know i can't get out of it i'm not already tired so i can't use that excuse i have one mission for that entire day which is go and do the thing so i created it was literally just an upper lower so upper on monday squats lower on tuesday and then on the friday it was a both so it was basically your general full body thing that worked really well for me but that was just because the squats for the friday and that sort of leg work was more volume stuff and it was real heavy it was the real heavy stuff that i didn't want to do is what i was always convincing myself to get away with not doing so for me having that on a day i've switched to i'm doing the alexander bromley a slight variation of it that i've made that's an upper lower upper lower mm-hmm. so there's four training sessions in a week but i can kind of understand that um yeah i mean i'm doing an upper lower as well mm-hmm. at the moment and the reason i'm doing it reason i pulled away for full body is because on full body my lower back was struggling to recover yeah in between the sessions of us squatting heavy on monday mm-hmm. yeah deadlifting on the wednesday was quite tough so I just wanted a little bit less frequency. Um, so I switched to to upper lower. And even then, on my lower body days, I kind of like full body workouts anyway. Because I train my some of my upper body movements on my lower body day. So it's kind of like upper full body, upper full body almost. Um, as opposed to a traditional upper lower. But, you know... You just got to do what works for you. The stronger you get, the more changes you might have to adapt and make in your program. But I've seen like elite level natural dudes still train full body every other day. Yeah. 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 People can do it and they, they will do it because by that time, you know your own body as well. Mm. And you know how to get over plateaus and stuff. And you know what you enjoy, what keeps you motivated, what keeps you going and whatever your current goals are, which can change over time. But... um yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that people, when they first start, they don't they they find it really crazy that wait a minute, wait, you're telling me I'm only supposed to go to the gym three days a week? Yeah, they but, find but, that. Yeah, they but, can't get their head around what? it. And I have one one new client who's uh, used to compete uh, in swimming, mm-hmm. so he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to go swimming and then I'm going to go to the gym and then it's like, mate, I give it a week. You'll be training three days a week and you will not go swimming. If you do, you'll probably go after the gym. Yeah, and. It's been two weeks now, and the first thing he's come back to me saying, you're right, I was waiting for my, to do swimming after the gym, and I was like, I can't, I'm just going home. Yeah. Three days a week training in the gym, and he hasn't been swimming since. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is honestly plenty, guys. Like, mm. I Even I train, I'm on an upper lower, which is technically a four-day template, yeah. but I train three days per week because I tend to have a day off in between my routines mm. just because I'm, I'm just buggered. I'm not saying I'm the strongest guy, but once you do get quite strong, um, you're going to need more recovery. Recovery is king. Mm. And actually, if you can get to a point where you have more rest days and you do working days, you're going to go into the gym feeling pretty fresh and you're going to be able to progress and hit new weights. Um, But if you can't see go to the gym beaten down, what do you think is going to happen? So I 
I'm in the middle of doing a write-up on the Patreon because for the tier 2s and tier 3s on there, they get like case files of real-life clients and, you know, how we fixed things for a real-life client, whether it be an injury or whether it be a problem in their programming or anything like that so people can learn from it. There's one that's actually called Gym Addiction, mm. which is a thing. Like, people get addicted to the gym and they have to go six, seven times a week. Yeah, yeah. Wash your answer... Do you have any answers for gym addiction? I'll say you can do something gym related, but do something else. So one thing that I did, because um, I'm quite addicted, I love going to the gym. I love lifting. It really mm. excites me. I love it. Um, but I still train every other day. And one thing or couple things that I do on that rest day, rest day quote unquote, is maybe I'll train martial arts or mm. maybe I'll go for a run. I'm still active, but I'm just not in the gym lifting weights and putting my body under more stress i'm giving it time to recover and i'm doing more active based recovery things it can even be something like just just going out with your partner and going for a walk they um, go to the gym so they don't have to do that shit Mark. yeah <laughs> but it basically it could be anything else you haven't got to keep like putting your body under all this stress and taking from your recovery because you've only got a, a small pool of energy to pull from Okay, and if you're constantly hammering at your body, all that systemic fatigue, it's going to build up and you're going to burn out. And then you're going to regress. So for people who are addicted to the gym, yeah, train three, four times a week. That's fine. And then do something. All right, guys, that's it for the regular edition of the Lifting Club. Join us on the Patreon because we are out of time right now. And we're going to talk about all sorts of different things, including... Smell insults, boy. There we go. (laughs) See you there, guys. Peace.